Hey guys, and welcome to From My Lens Podcast. Today's episode is called How to Start a Startup with Varika Detta. She is an educator and entrepreneur. She has five educational facilities in the Toronto area and has been doing this for approximately eight years now. In this podcast, we will talk about how she made it all happen. So thank you so much for listening and don't forget to follow Radhika's journey. I have also linked her social handle in the description. In the meantime, feel free to also leave a review and subscribe. Please help me welcome Radhika. How are you today? Hi, Gargi. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you so much for coming on from my Lens podcast. It's been my pleasure. So yeah, I just wanted to invite you on From My Lens podcast to talk about your journey. I mean, you know, living in Texas, then you moved your way to Toronto. How did that all happen? And then you started at such a young age. I believe that was 20, when you were 25, you started your own academies. Yeah, so um, I was 20 two actually when I graduated from university I was in the U.S. um, and then my entire family moved to Canada and I just decided to follow suit with them and uh, after upon arriving here I was actually planning to go to medical school but I guess you know life had different plans for me and uh, decided to jump into the education field and uh, and here we are, eight years later, I have you know, five learning centers. Uh, we teach kids ranging from kindergarten to grade 12 and even university students. And it's been a very rewarding experience. Yep. That's amazing. And what motivated you to even take that route? So when I moved from Texas to Toronto, I had about six months before I even thought about medical school. And during that time, I I just wanted to study. But at the same time, I was also looking for some job opportunities. And I instead of taking on a full time position anywhere, I decided to tutor kids in my neighborhood. I was tutoring at homes, I was tutoring at local libraries. um, And it was just for fun. Initially, it was for fun. I truly enjoy teaching. I've been tutoring students since I was in high school, actually. And, uh, and again, I never thought about it as something that I could pursue full time or something that I would even want to pursue in my future. But after having six months of tutoring and my business just growing, mm-hmm. it, um, it kind of gave me a different perspective about this field. And I said, you know what, it, it's time to kind of try out the business side of things. And, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. And I also remember, because um, I've known you for many years. And, yes. <laughs> uh, I remember you also tutoring from your basement. Like, that's incredible. Of course, yes. So I was uh, tutoring from home and, and it never re- really felt uh, like I was doing something that I didn't want to or it didn't feel like work to me because I truly enjoyed what I was doing. So there were days when, you know, my, uh, you know, my family tells me now that I was t- like teaching students from 9 a.m. to about 11 p.m. at night. And, and I didn't really even realize it at that point, but because I truly enjoyed 
you know, um, inspiring kids, teaching, mentoring, uh, guiding them. It, it was a wholesome experience for me. And, and I'm so happy that I started. Uh, there were humble beginnings, but I'm happy that I started. And, and I'm so glad that we are here, um, you know, so many years later and still doing the same thing. That's amazing. And from what I know, you, you mentioned you have five academies. And how, did you just start that right off the bat? Or how did you did you first have one academy? And then did you work your way up from there? Um, yeah, like, how did you grow that? So I started with one center initially, just to kind of see how it worked out. And uh, I wanted to pursue it. Uh, on a smaller scale initially before taking the dive in and uh, opening many at one time. I didn't want to do that. I also knew in the back of my mind that if I'll give it a, an honest shot, if it doesn't work out, I will, I always have my education to fall back up, uh, back on. And I do have that opportunity to go to med school, if anything. So I gave it, I gave, I started up with one center. I gave it about a year, but it just kind of, expanded and just blew up. Uh, within the first year, I purchased my second commercial property and, uh, and started my second location. Uh, then within the next two years, I opened my third. So every year or every two years, I've been opening a new location, um, taking it a bit slower because I, I do want uh, to, you know, when I open a center, I do want it to be fully up and running and have it get to a point where it's sufficient before Absolutely. I take on like self-sufficient before I take on uh, another project. Definitely. So it, it, yeah. So I did it one at a time um, just so I could focus fully on uh, the locations being successful. Got it. That's awesome. And do you have a team of uh, like team for video learning? Center? Yes. So the, the business name is actually Vidya Learning Experience. Right. Uh, and uh, we have a team of about 20 tutors mm -hmm. and uh, they have all different backgrounds. And, they, you know, we have science tutors, English, French tutors. I personally myself started uh, tutoring and I was personally tutoring students myself. Right. However, in the last few years, I've just kind of taken a step back and I'm on to the more management side. Mm -hmm. So overlooking, uh, you know, the logistics, uh, managing all the locations. Uh, we also now have a virtual platform where we tutor kids online. Yeah, so I was going to ask you that, like how, especially with the whole COVID situation, how are you managing that and what are you doing differently? Um, yeah, like for anybody who is, um, who, who are educators, what advice can you also give them? Sorry, there were like four questions in one sense. No worries. So with COVID, uh, we were fortunate enough and I'm, I'm truly very thankful for, first of all, the customer base that I have and the clients that I have for the continued support. And uh, with COVID, it was tough initially, but I knew that we would have to take it online um, right. if we wanted to uh, stay afloat. And I'm glad I did. And with the help of a few people, uh, we were able to do that within two weeks of uh, the initial lockdown here in Toronto. Right. And um, we got a great response from our community. There was a little bit of uh, you know, hesitation from some parents who were not really, you know, accustomed to the online learning, and they were not really open right. to it. But once they, 
you know, kind of gave it a shot. They tried out the classes. They saw how personalized it, uh, the sessions were. It was no different from our in-person session. Our tutors are great. Like they, the, the kids absolutely love the tutors. And so providing them that kind of guidance and uh, support during COVID, um, you know, we got a good response from our, from our customer base. And um, I would say anybody, in the education field who is doing virtual learning right now, um, you know, it's, it's really good to kind of give a personalized uh, feel to the sessions. Right. I think that's what makes the clients and the students uh, stick to the program. Uh, because at the end of the day, with everything going on right now, um, especially with kids, it's been really difficult for them mm -hmm. uh, mentally. We get calls every day about how difficult it's been for you know certain students staying at home, not being able to communicate or have a social life. Uh, so that one session that they're having with their students, the teachers uh, that they're there with their students, you know, the students really appreciate that because they have someone to talk to, they have someone to share their, you know, whatever they're doing daily with. Um, our teachers right. play games with them. We have activities that we do with them. So it's it's a wholesome experience. There's the teaching aspect is there, but then providing, uh, you know, educational support uh, and also providing mentorship and like an aspect of fun is great. Right. That's awesome. And like, I know I've been teaching as well online and you're so like bang on with having that personal personalized touch with your education um, and with your, with online teaching, because it's so important and it's just becoming more competitive now. Right. So you want to keep it more authentic, more uh, personalized, and also like taking care of students well-being at the same time. So especially you did touch on mental health. How is that going for the kids at the moment right now? I'm just curious to know in terms of their education, what's, you know, since you have so much of that experience yeah. working with so many kids, how is that going for them? I'll be honest with you. It's been really tough. It's yeah. been really tough for a lot of kids and coping with the academics part mm -hmm. of it is one thing, but also the fact that there is a social aspect that the kids are missing out on right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been really tough for kids. They have no one to talk to um, besides their family members. Um, and they don't even have that in-person uh, learning experience either. So, you know, it's mentally, I feel like they are struggling and, um, we're trying our best as an institution and an organization to kind of give them that support. Um, so, you know, they're able to cope up with during these difficult times. And I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, in a few months, I'm, I'm hoping it's this year that they're able to go back to school in person. Uh, we're hearing some good news with the vaccine and everything. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think it will be really beneficial for students, especially students that are younger, right. you know, um, ages uh, four to about eight. They have been affected a lot. Um, and and I, and I really feel they need that in-person touch, that personalized learning experience that they get in school. I, I believe that it's very important for their de uh, development, their mental development, their social development, and their academic development. So, so I, I definitely feel that they're having a difficult time right now, but 
it's it's I'm hoping for uh, something better coming soon. That's so cool. Like, and honestly, not just education. I know you started another entrepreneurial approach, which is in jewelry. I mean, can you explain that? Yes. Yeah, so this is com- completely different from, you <laughs> like, know, what are, what are you not doing? Please explain that. To me. So, you know what, uh, when this pandemic happened and um, so once we went online and we went virtual, I was um, I was I was happy with the progress and um, and and just a little background. I come from a family of jewelers, and uh, it was it was something that I've always been around growing up. And I've always been, I mean, as a girl, I've been interested in jewelry my whole life. I mean, what woman isn't? And um, it's it's been you know it's been something that I've been wanting to do for a while, uh, just I just never had the time first of all. Uh, but during the pandemic, I decided that hey maybe this is a good time to kind of start something, and um, so hence we started Anaya Jewels and we do custom jewelry, fine jewelry. We specialize in engagement rings and um, you know diamonds and gold and silver jewelry, and it's all. Uh, you know, custom designs. So we have, we have designers, we have, um, you know, people that, um, you know, kind of literally make it by hand, we have goldsmiths, um, and any design you basically kind of give us, so uh, we are able to create the exact same thing. So, right, so you, can you know, it. yeah, it's, 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 rep- it's, Yes, replicated, but also like if you have something custom unique, designing. custom designing. Yes. So we got into that and that's been a really amazing experience for awesome. us as well. Very different from, you know, what we're doing in education. Yes. But at the end of the day, the thing that they both have in common is the fact that at the end of the day, your customers satisfaction is so much when it comes to, you know, um, having a job like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, the kind of messages we get from our parents saying that they really appreciate what we are doing and they they like we made their students day is the same response we are getting from our clients that purchase jewelry that they really appreciate the fact that during these difficult times they were able to get such beautiful pieces of jewelry from their loved ones that's amazing and um i wanted to also speak to you about um or rather ask you Mm -hmm. what was your key driving force to become an entrepreneur? What motivated you? So I, I never got into uh, teaching thinking I was going to be a businesswoman. And that was never my intention to begin with. But I truly believe that when you're passionate about something, you know, when you give something your 110%, when you are sincere about what you're doing, um, it does kind of reflect in your work it reflects on you know your uh your business as well as as a whole you will be successful um you will do well if if your intentions and the hard work is there right so so going back to your question i i didn't answer the question but um i never got into uh, like being an entrepreneur i never thought about it that way it just kind of was um you know it discovered me rather than me discovering it. Right. So, and, and I just, I have a good 
you know, family support. Uh, they had, like I mentioned, they have been in business. So I learned a lot of the business aspects from them. Right. But at the end of the day, it's, it's the kind of service we provide because we are in the service industry. Yeah. It's the kind of service we provide uh, that kind of propels our industry and propels our business to go forward. Right. That's amazing. And what advice, I know going back to education here again, what mm-hmm. advice would you give to other educators who are starting off right now and who don't have enough students to work with, but what can they do? What advice would you give them as being educators and probably stumbling upon more clients and work? Right. So, I mean, a few words of advice. I mean, this is something that I learned early on. um, And it was something that um, I read somewhere and and I'm not remembering where, but there are two things that, you know, in life, you are never going to be able to get back. And one of it is opportunity after it's missed and uh, time after it's gone. So for entrepreneurs who are starting out, there's never going to be a right time. There's never going to be a right opportunity. It's when you get something that you feel is it aligns with your, um, you know, ideas, you need to jump on it. And, and you need to just go for it sincerely, wholeheartedly. If you do that, things will work out. Um, you will do well. And kind of going into like the logistical part of it, um, marketing, 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 I think that's like number one for entrepreneurs. I think that is especially now with everything being so virtual and online, um, you have to get your name out there. Um, You have to try different marketing techniques. And I think that's really important to grow your business, to get more students, to get your name out there. Right. So it's, 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 right. Mm -hmm. And speaking of marketing techniques, like how did you market your business when you started off and uh, which tactics have you been most successful at like obviously you don't have to give your um you know your your secret sauce here but what like of course yeah so so initially there to be honest there's no secret sauce you know when it comes to marketing there are things that will work and there, there are things that won't work and it really depends from business to business and you have to try out everything before deciding what works for you. Yes. Initially, when I started off, and now that I even think about it, it's 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 very strange for me to even think that this is how I started. But I literally went door to door fly. I did home to home flyering personally. I did that. Right. I um, I advertised, um, you know, in the local local newspaper. Mm-hmm. I did a few things like that. That kind of really. Um, put my business out there. Um, And after that, and I think the most important thing is word of mouth referral. Right now, my business is successful because of its its referral based right now. Um, I I have students from all over Canada. I have students from like Calgary, Edmonton. Um, We we do even, you know, like Montreal. We go, you know, we're not limited now to just the GTA. Um, We are all over uh, Canada, but it's all through word of mouth and, um, you know, people referring your business because you're providing something amazing, right? Right. So I think that is very important. And that comes with the service you're providing. If your customers like the service you're providing, they will refer and, and that becomes like a ripple, like a domino effect. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, 
I know, you know, you did mention you went door to door, flyer to flyer, but especially during now that we are, have entered a new world, mm -hmm. um, how can somebody do this virtually? I mean, I know you said you have been very successful at it all with your online teaching. So how can somebody do this virtually if, if, if they are looking into it? Right. Um, I, it was a different situation for me because I already already had a bit big network when it came right, to right. my clients. And right. um, it's it's for me, it was a matter of sending out an email mm -hmm. and and I would get more clients. I know a lot of people are not in that position right now, but there's so many different avenues where you could do your marketing. I mean, there's social media. That is, I think, the biggest thing right now. Right. There's social media. There, there are different, um, even, you know, um, websites like Kijiji, I would yeah. say, or Craigslist, Craigslist, yeah, yeah, Craigslist, and things like that. I, I, I Google ads. These are mm -hmm. different things you can do. And like I said, right now my business, even though we are virtual, we do marketing. But a lot of our students come through. Uh, it's referral based. It's a oh, word of mouth, it. right? And it takes time. And I think that's the most important thing I have to say to. Um, you know, aspiring educators and entrepreneurs who are in the education field, right. it, it takes time, nothing is overnight, and you have to keep at it. Um, you know, it, it's not a day thing. It's not a month thing. It's it takes years to build up. Definitely. And it, it you have to persevere and stick to it. If you're consistent, it will work. It will definitely. work. There's no doubt. Yeah, definitely. I think it's all about being patient as well. But at the same time, it's um, I mean, you could be patient, too, but you also have to put the hard work at the same time, um, you mm -hmm. know, so I think it's so important to not just look at few platforms, but even Facebook is a huge market right now to to promote your education system. And, you know, there's, so many, other, there's so many other platforms um, platforms to even create your own website to be able to market yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, like, like you said, perseverance, consistency, and hard work is so important. And more than that, I think it's so important that you need to love what you do because without that, it's just going to become another, another job that you, you know, that you're just earning from, but you don't really have that passion for. Of course, like you're absolutely right with that. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier too, my job doesn't feel like a job to me. I've been doing it. I've been doing it for eight years and I don't feel like I am working. And eight years later, if I'm still, if I still feel that way about what I'm doing and I feel truly thankful and grateful that I'm, I was able to find that one thing that I'm truly passionate about that I'm, I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life right that's so amazing. No, that's yeah. absolutely amazing and the fact that you started you know at such a young age which was 22 and you know your your family was also like there and mm -hmm. I think that's so important so definitely that's amazing um I do have some more questions so I know we we don't have much time but I'll be quick here mm -hmm. um so how how do you describe or outline your typical day so my day varies. I don't have a set schedule. And that's, I think, true for every entrepreneur out there and, a, and business 
uh, men and women. Uh, there, it's not a it's not a routine that I that I have that I stick to right. every day. There's certain things that I do on a daily basis that are geared towards each of my businesses. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a flexible schedule. Um, so mostly during the mornings, um, I, I am a firm believer in, you know, if you have, uh, if you're mentally, uh, you know, uh, if you're mentally peace at peace, you are gonna uh, project that in your work. I, I do get in uh, yeah. a workout. What do you do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I work out every day, even though we, um, you know, we are in a pandemic and gyms are not open. We, yeah. I make sure to do um, a few exercises every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I go for, uh, I go running. I We went running yesterday and that felt amazing just to get out there and uh, do some physical activity, get some fresh air. Um, so that is a very important part of my uh, routine, Um, focusing also on, you know, your work, that is, you know, my jewelry line. So like that is, you know, during the mornings, I focus on that. And in the evenings is when I focus on, you know, my uh, education uh, business as well. So just having a balance. And then at the same time, I truly also believe that you have to have a good, you know, family work life balance. And 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 also i'm i'm newly married so like having that time to you know spend time with your your husband or yeah. with your parents i i truly feel that is really important and it kind of grounds you as well so you know to have that kind of support system um you know cuz sometimes we get so caught up in this fast paced world we get so caught up with what we're doing um with our jobs how stressful it is we, it's really important to kind of go back to basics and kind of look at where you started from and spend that time with your loved ones. Mm-hmm. I think making time to do that is very important. Very, Definitely. very important. And especially when you love something that you, that you do, I think all of that just comes naturally, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. So when you, when you love something, it's it, like I said, it, it doesn't feel like you're even working at the end of the day because you love it so much. Exactly. Yeah. And that kind of trickles down to my next question. What motivates you? I think what motivates me is the kind of difference I am making in, you know, my students' lives. Um, not only that, even for my teachers, they are, they love what they do. And for me to be able to provide this platform for them where they're able to pursue what they love doing um, I am forever grateful for that. And I think that motiv- motivates me the most um, is, you know, the community I have, like my teachers, my students, my, you know, my, my family. It's, I want to be the best version and, uh, of myself for them because that make, gives me satisfaction. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, it's, yeah. it's really important. Um, uh, you know, uh, su- being successful is not about, you know, how much money you make or what you have. It's not about the material things. It's, it's what you are putting out into the universe and what kind of energy you get back from them. Right. So yeah. um, I think it, it's, uh, that's what motivates me most mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah. That's amazing. And I'm not sure if you want to answer this, but I'll try it anyway. Okay. What is your greatest fear and how do you manage fear? I think my greatest fear is um, not being able to do what I love. Okay. I think that is my biggest, biggest fear. And 
I think it kind of stems from the fact that I've always done what I loved. So since, I mean, since I was young, like, you know, younger to when I went to college, university to when I started my job, I've always done everything that I truly love doing. So tomorrow, if somebody takes that away from me, that is my biggest fear. And, and like, I don't know how I would cope with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the only way I could answer that is working hard day in and day out to make sure I'm able to do what I love for the rest of my life. Absolutely. I couldn't have agreed more. And that was just um, extremely well said. Also, um, do you believe there is some sort of pattern or formula to becoming a successful entrepreneur? Like, I know you started off at such a young age, which is when, when you were 22. And you said, like, you know, I knew at a very young age, I knew what I wanted. So, um, what would you say to those who are still trying to find their path? And for me, I think age is just a number. So it's like, how, what advice would you give for that? You're never too young to start something. I think that's the number one advice. And I was lucky enough to have a family that supported me Um, because you do find that age does become an issue sometimes when you're starting off new um and you do hear like a lot of no's when you're very young um when it comes to opening your own business so i i I truly think having a good you know resource system around you really helps um connecting with people that kind can guide you Mm -hmm. uh where uh, you know where you want to be i think that's super important uh giving you the right uh showing you the right path uh showing you a way in which you can be successful um and helping you kind of reach the right people so you can start your business and i think once you're able to start your business it's your motivation and your hard work and your consistency that's going to make you successful yeah, it's um, almost like, hey, you're given the ingredients that you make. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now, you know, you can be, uh, you know, like a five-star restaurant quality kind of ingredient, like, you know, yeah. dish, or, you know, you can be, you if you do, and there are different things, right? Yeah. Like, do you want to be like a mom and pop store? Do you want to, there are different types of businesses to different industries, right? So you have to kind of make it what you want to make it. And, and that will come, you know, with the right people that is in your team. And I truly believe in that too, like having the right team of people around you, advisors. And for me, it just happened to be my parents and um, they guided me. Yeah. And what if, um, you know, there are people out there who don't have supportive family or parents, like how can they start their journey and, you know, yeah. There's a, there are a lot of, uh, you know, resources out there. There, there are a lot of business communities out there. Uh, there are a lot of, I know there are, you know, female entrepreneur groups out there, yeah. you know, so, uh, ma- and, and that goes for male entrepreneur groups. There's a lot of groups like that where you can kind of, um, you know, uh, create a good network. Yeah. Um, I know, for example, in, uh, in the city that where I'm in, there's a board of trade um, organization that I'm a part of. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, initially when I started off my business that was a very big help because I got to network with a lot of people and I was able to meet different people ministers um, you know from the from the community I was able to meet a lot of uh, different businesses how they're you know different marketing skills I, I learned from them so you know it's good to be part of these small communities if you don't have you know 
a, you know, family that can help you out or friends who are, you know, in the same space that could help you out. It's, it's good to network. I think that's super important and meet the right kind of people who can guide you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Networking, creating a nice community, you know, around who can actually support your vision. And it's just, yeah, it's both ways. I think that's incredible. I think when you start a business, it's not about you. It's, exactly. it's about your team, it's right? Your team. So yeah. it's very, it's very important to invest in your team yeah. and really take care of your team. I think that's very important too. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. Especially when you have like a, you know, a large number of team, right? Yes. You have a lot of people who depend on you, right? Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Um, who has been your greatest inspiration? I think I already know that. <laughs> but I love for the viewers too. I think, I think my greatest inspiration, they have to be, I mean, I've mentioned my parents many, many times mm-hmm. and um, they are the biggest inspiration for me um, because they have always supported me and my okay. dreams and they have never said no to anything that I've wanted to do and they've always guided me until today they continue to guide me and support me and I really look up to them I learn a lot from them I take it in I I truly appreciate them being in my life and I don't think I would be here if it wasn't for them um yeah I'd say the same as well like no matter what I think with my parents they've really guided me and um you know, just, just giving me the power and the will to do what I wanted to do. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it, it, when you look back, you sometimes, you know, like I said, you get so caught up with everything that's going on that you don't realize it. But when you really take a step back, you, you see the kind of resources they've given you advice, guidance, and, you know, it's just amazing the selfless love that they have for kids. Right. So um, it's, it's truly amazing. And, and I think that's something that I will cherish for the rest of my life. And if I ever to were to become a mother in the future, that's something that I want to be for my kids as well. Yeah, right. So definitely. it's it, like I said, it's a, it's like a ripple effect. It's, I was it's, just what, say it's like a ripple. Yeah. Effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now this, here's my last question. Um, what kind of impact would you like to make in the world? And I already feel you are doing that with your, through your education and, you know, um, with all these things that you're doing. So yeah, what kind of impact would you like to make in the world? The kind of impact that I'd like to make in the world is um, a wholesome one where I can influence young minds Mm -hmm. and kind of guide them in the right direction so right now there are a lot of uh, families and there are a lot of kids that don't have that guidance Mm -hmm. and they a lot of them are immigrant families that come to this country and so I want to be there um, you know providing that kind of guidance and support Um, and I think that's that's something that I want to put forth into the world and I want to continue doing that and education is one of those things it's really rewarding when you see somebody who you've seen from like you know five six years old and then they're graduating high school going on to do bigger better things that is the most rewarding thing that um the feeling is amazing and I I I think that's something I want to continue for the rest of my life 